Hello, and welcome to the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind with me, your host, Michael Valdez. Today's guest, oh my God, I am so excited about this guest. She is pure joy and sunshine. I love this guest. She is a two-time Emmy-nominated actress that is now the kind, what is it, the chief kind officer (laughs) of Kind Lending. Mindy Stearns, welcome to the show. Oh, you're so sweet. What a nice intro, sunshine. (laughs) (laughs) All about sunshine. You're sunshine, my friend. You shine a bright light. Oh my Lord, we had so much fun when we first met each other. And it has not stopped. It's just been like, like literally like pure joy when I'm around you. And I'm so glad you're on the show. Thank you. I see you and I'm like, you're like one of those happy people. You just exude happy. And that's, that's fun oh to be around. Oh my God, look who's talking. Like <laughs> <laughs> so I want to start, I want to start from those early days. I want to start how you transition oh. from the entertainment industry to lending. And I know that that's a lot there, but you know what's so okay. interesting to me? You were discovered by Okra. How many people can say that? Not, I mean, quite a few, but yeah, you're right. We're a small crowd. We're a smaller crowd in the broad, the broad scope. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about that. You know what, Michael, I, my training and my background, I got a bachelor of science in dental hygiene at Oregon Health Sciences University back in the day. And uh, that was my vocation for a while, but I always had this really strange ability to um, imitate animal sounds. And that sounds so weird. I know, but you know, we all have our thing. What's your weird? Everyone's got their weird and not everybody really highlights it. Might be something you do in the privacy of your own home. You don't really show everybody. (laughs) I guess I wasn't afraid to show my weird and it got the attention of Oprah. I was sitting in the audience. I had moved out to Chicago. I was engaged at the time. That was engagement number two out of three. (laughs) (laughs) I was a runaway bride twice, but um, you know, and so the opportunity arose in the show. I was out there for my birthday week and my parents were visiting me in Chicago and the, the, the producer offered the opportunity for someone in the audience to entertain the audience while we were getting ready for the show to start because Oprah was in her dressing room doing her thing. So like I said, I have this weird thing and I can do these animal calls. And so it was kind of my opportunity that the opportunity knocked and I answered the door and walked right through. And, and there you go. I was barking, clucking and crowing for the Oprah audience. Oprah saw it, came out, put me on her show, highlighted my talents for what she said. She says 150 million viewers in 57 countries or something. Oh my God. It was like my mouth went dry. (laughs) All right. Now, wait a minute. I wasn't going to bring it up, but since you did, now you have to do something because this is actually seen in 90 countries, not quite Oprah. Wow. Well, you asked, you asked. So I guess that's where it started. So, I mean, the one that really kind of coined my fame, if you will, was the rooster because she called me the rooster lady. So that was her like she loved the rooster call, the dog, the baby. Those are some, I'll, I'll do a couple for you now. Like who's around? <laughs> as you look behind you in case. Yeah, I'm like, who's in the area? Who am I going to wake up? <coughs> there you go. Rooster lady. Oh my God. Now, when I first heard it, I thought it was just funny because we were having tequila. It's actually funny when it's sober too. (laughs) I know in Mexico, there's all these chickens running around and you think, oh, maybe it's just a rooster. (laughs) Yeah. So you know what, Michael, it was amazing. It was an opportunity that allowed me to just 
be me in my, my most raw, weird yeah. way. And you know what I say in life, as I say, find your weird and let it shine because you that. never know what door is going to open when so you true. show up. So, and that moment changed the course of my career. So I was a hygienist. I ended up ultimately, like I started getting calls from my mom. We lived in Portland, Oregon, grew up in Portland, Oregon. The local TV, radio, and newspaper highlighted me. I was kind of a local girl, guess on Oprah, star show. Sure. Uh, you know, story. And then all of a sudden I'm getting calls from radio stations all over the world. I probably did 500 radio interviews. And then I did a um, uh, TV interviews. I did newspapers and then a radio station in Saginaw, Michigan, of all places, up north, offered me a job as a radio co-host in a morning radio show. So I was, it was Mike and Mindy in the morning. Mike McDonald was my partner at the time. He gave me a shot. I did morning radio for a year. Oprah's people called what's happened on your life since you were on our show. And that just the trajectory of Oprah's golden Midas touch continued to touch me. So I went from radio to television in Portland. I did good day, Oregon and Portland, Oregon. I, was, I did entertainment news, ended up down in Los Angeles entertainment tonight. Like I ended up on Oprah show five different times as she continued to follow the course of my career. She was like, you know, proud mother hen of her little rooster girl. You know, it was kind of, it was really, it was very special and, and very, I'm very grateful for that experience. So that's extraordinary to really yeah. have had a career like that, but you already had a career. Obviously you went from dental hygienist to the entertainment world, mm -hmm. and then you went into the real estate lending world. Now there has to be some skill set that translates from all the three, right? So obviously the dental hygienist, you had a lot of discipline to get your degrees to sort of do that. And now right. you went into really the entertainment industry. What traits do you think were there that you actually used to be successful in now the third type of sector and industry that you're working in? You know what it is, Michael? I, I live with gratitude every day. And um, I have always been grateful for opportunities that come my way. And a lot of it had to do with, you know, the, the Oprah experience and then the television experience. And I actually did a film with Gary Marshall called The Princess Diaries, in case you've heard of it. <laughs> right here, I just, someone just sent a copy of this to me the other day. I wanted me to sign it. So, you know, um, so every time I got in a situation that I was able to shine, it's like I appreciated and was grateful for the people around me because the relationships are everything. 100%. And in, in an ent entertainment world, it's a little, it can be a little hostile. You're in a, you're in a shark tank, if, if you yes. will. And, and I saw that coming in, but I came in as, a, as an anomaly, which was kind of sad because I heard that so much like, oh, you're so much, you're so nice for someone who's on air or you're so kind. And, and, and those kind of things always surprised me. I'm like, that's not the norm. I was always right. shocked that being nice was not the norm. Yeah. I'm just how I was raised. That's how I live. And, and I live with gratitude. And even when my opportunity at Entertainment Tonight uh, changed and I was let go with a, with a, high, a firing, um, kind of a swoop of people leaving, I thanked my news director. I was like, you know what? I, this was such a great opportunity. I'm so glad I had this. And she looked at me like I freaking had two heads. She was like, <laughs> why are you thanking me? I'm like, firing you. They had to escort the other people out because of people getting angry. And I was like, that's just not normal to me. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's kind of normal in that world. But for me, I thought, why does it have to be that way? Yeah. And another thing that I did too, Michael, that was very important was when I feel is an aspect of success in your life is one of the people that I befriended was the receptionist at Entertainment Tonight. I'm working with Mary Hart and Bob Goen and, and Lisa Kenning and all these, you know, big Maybe. celebrities, Jan Carl, 
people that are really significant and very well known. And then you have the receptionist who's answering the phones. That person was as important to me as the biggest star in the room. 100%. And we became friends and I acknowledge, I acknowledge them every day. Hey, how's it going, Steve? How are you doing? We became fast friends. Fast forward, Len and I are sitting on the um, set of Rachel Ray. We helped a village during after a town after a hurricane or tornado, excuse me. And she was, had us on her show. And I ran into that, that receptionist who is now a producer at her show. That. And he was like, you were always so nice to me. Like you, I just, and we just had such a great rapport. Like the people you meet on the way up, you're going to meet on the way down. And Absolutely. I don't think it should be rocket science. Every person, the janitors at my work, I would be like, hey, you're doing a great job. Great to see you today. Learn their name. You learn someone's name. It's the sweetest sound on a person's ears. It's so and I think true. that is important. It's so, and so much so that then, you know, when you start thinking about this industry and when you start thinking about the lending industry and, you know, and I had your husband, Glenn Stearns on this show as well. And we started talking about this, but the idea that the company that you, you both have is named Kind Lending and you are the chief kindness <laughs> officer. And I love that. Tell me about Kind Lending. Well, when Glenn went away and did that, well, you know, he sold his Stearns company yes. way back in the day. And, uh, you know, when he was, after he sold it, he kind of had a little hole in his heart about it because he really valued yeah. the people and the relationships. And so, and then, you know, the culture starts to change when the owner or the founder kind of steps aside, it just changes. Yeah. And he ended up having some health scares. We went over two bouts of cancer, overcame that. He is great now, just had a checkup last week. He's great. I and, you know, he did that show on Discovery, the Undercover Billionaire show, and he so loved the idea of creating new relationships and surrounding yourself with good people. And so the, the mantras for which he built his business are highlighted in the show. And when he got done, he was like, God, I got the bug again. I want to do this again. And I want to do it my way. I'm not going to sell it. I'm not going to go off. And, you know, I just, I really want to do it for the fun and the relationships and the people. Yeah. So when he went about it the second time, he's like, you know, you're always so happy and nice and kind. And I want to call it kind lending. I, I want you to be part of this this time because I've been with him for eight, you know, we've been married 18 years. I was with him the first time we went through 2007. I mean, I was looking at a box under the bridge for a while. Like right. I will make it the nicest box, Glenn, whatever it takes. If we have to fold up, we will be fine. You know, that's just kind of like my attitude. Sure. Life is a series of ups and downs. You just write it out. So he asked me to be, at first he asked me to be the chief happiness officer. I think you might've heard this story. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I was going around like, hey, I'm the CHO, chief ho, here you are, what's up, what's up? <laughs> He's like, oh, no, no, no. I'm like, what? I'm sleeping with the boss, what? Like, what? So it was kind of funny. So we oh had this God, fun report we talk about. <laughs> HR comes into the picture. We kind of get a little more serious. You know, I'm the chief kindness officer. That's our mantra, kindness. And you know, there's a lot of lending companies out there. They have titles. I mean, if yeah. you think of all the lending companies in your mind, they don't come with a mantra. They have a title. That's the name of their business. But with us, kind is a state of mind. It's an action. It's a verb. It's something you do and it's something you can be. So we have a lot to live up to, but we really wanted to set, be a disruptor in the lending space and do something that really an assign a mantra that hasn't really always maybe historically been assigned with kind of the rat race and the dog yeah. eat dog world of lending. Yeah. And it can be, it's a competitive field. So, it sure is. You, you know, know, but 
but Glenn and I have always adopted the notion that you embrace the competition. This isn't a war, it's a race. Like we're all in the race together. Sometimes someone wins, sometimes another wins. We're not here to kill each other. This isn't That's war. Right. That's it's right. It's a race. So competition is healthy. It's good. So if, hey, if I'm not winning today, I'm glad you are. Hey, rise yeah. up. You rise, we all rise. It's so, always the idea that your only competition is really yourself. Because right. then otherwise, it's just the fact that you're all in the same field playing together. Right. You know, right. it's so, so true. So with kind, we just wanted to bring in a, a little different approach to how, and, and, and it also set our employees at an expectation. We call our employees kind ambassadors. Oh, we do yeah. things that encourage it. We have you know, like our president sends out Friday funnies with we're encouraging funny humor. We have wacky weekend Wednesdays where our, we highlight our employees. I came up with a questionnaire in the company and I send it out to all the new hires. And I get, I have like 20 some questions. I get to know them, their families, yep. their kids, their likes, their dislikes, their favorite flower, their favorite food, snacks. What's their favorite music that gets them pumped up? What do they know? What do we not know about? You know, things that help me, which I do every day, I send out a personalized birthday message with a graphic I create based on, you know, our employee wow. and we highlight them and wow. it's fun and it's personal. So I love that. Now, you know, you mentioned um, Glenn and he is such a wonderful spirit. And but what I find so interesting is the two of you together. It's almost as though you have your own secret language. You could be saying nothing and you understand each other so completely. And I think it's so beautiful to just witness. And so I was curious as to that really symbiotic relationship that you and Glenn have and how you balance that with work, with your family, with your children. How does that all balance? Because you spend a lot of time together. We do, we do, yeah. um, you know, morning, noon and night. <laughs> Thankfully we have different offices, but- um, That's good. So, you know, Glenn had always, he's, he laugh, he jokes. He's like, I swear I said, I'd never work with someone I was married to, you know? And I mean, I never really thought about it. And when the opportunity came, the thing is, Michael, we are so different and we yes. bring to the table such different um, skills and- You complement each other traits. so beautifully. I feel like we do, like where he is maybe lacking, I bring and where I'm lacking, he, he's the business problem solving mindset of this. Like he knows the mortgage real estate industry really well. Yep. He was a loan officer. He started as a broker like that. He started in the beginning while he was building his company. He was waiting tables to make money on. So he knows the business inside and out. I know a culture like I understand creating culture and you I don't think a business can operate without a culture. Now, the culture can be one that's toxic or it can be kind and supportive. So I think between the two of us, we both bring a skill set that en enhances and complements the other. And it's a pretty nice re recipe, if, if you will. I think that's so beautiful. I want yeah. to. And I mean, I'm not saying we always get along. Like, well, you no, know, sometimes that unspoken years. language. Come on now. <laughs> what? Yeah, well, yeah. But sometimes that unspoken language is a look. Right. A look. <laughs> You know, the one he doesn't like to see, when I don't like to see. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. so I want to shift a little bit. So yeah. you actually were named Woman of the Year by a California Assemblyman, Dan Wagner, for your philanthropic efforts. And I really wanted to talk a little bit about that, too, because I know that you guys do so much and I know you're very humble. So it's me asking. And oh. so I would love to just know a little bit about what those efforts are right now, because I know they're great. 
You know, we have always made giving back a cornerstone of our life philosophy. I feel we both feel very blessed with the success we've had, and we enjoy the opportunity to find charities or people and um, people that really like our, the thing that really gets us is people that are trying to live the American dream. Like we support the Horatio Alger Association. Glenn was inducted. It's kind of like the American equivalent of being knighted, if you will. And it was a really special organization that supports these students, junior and senior students that, that have had the worst beginnings of life, the worst mm. adversity, like from being dumped in a dumpster at oh. birth to their parents in jail, to murder, to abuse and drugs. I mean, the worst. And these children have just have decided that they're not going to be a victim. They have decided that education is their ticket out of the cycle. And we support this organization that which rewards these with significant scholarships and a mentorship and a lifetime support system to get them through their educational years. And these are the leaders of tomorrow. And I will, I am the first person. I want to give a hand up, not a handout. I want someone who is hungry, that wants to climb and grow and do something that gives back to the world and, and has a meaningful existence. That to me is a place where I want to see my efforts my money, my time, and my energy. And that's how we feel. We, we find those kinds of cases. We find that kind of organization and, and we just, it's, it's important. It's, yeah, it really it's is. our civil duty. It's our moral obligation. And we've been given much. So I feel we, we owe it. We, it's, it's no question. I have a, we have a friend who very religious man that likes to say, Hey, it's, it's not my money. I'm giving away God's money because he goes, yeah. if it was mine, I wouldn't give away one red set. <laughs> so, you know, I feel like I like that stewards, actually. Right. It's right, a great I like line. <laughs> we're stewards of God. We're stewards of humanity. And that's if we true. can help lift other people up, that's what, that's what makes our existence important. That's such a beautiful thing. I love who you are. Oh, oh, I love you too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what the greatest lesson you've learned thus far has been, Mindy. The greatest lesson in life, in work, and in... you pick it. Gosh, there, if I could pick one, I, I, I think that being who you are is extremely important, um, and and listening to understand, seeking to understand rather than being understood. Because I think we all go out in the world, you see it everywhere. People sending you their opinion, their viewpoint, their thought, their perspective, their their articles, their shot, their TikToks, whatever. They're, it's, it's, everyone's throwing an opinion, like seek to understand, try to understand what you, what the other person feels. If you have a, a beef with someone you don't agree with, sit down and listen. What is their viewpoint? Why do they feel that way? And let's, mm -hmm. we can agree to disagree, but there's no room for hostility and disagreement. Like we're, we're as different as snowflakes in this world. We're not going to be the same. We're not going to feel walk and in, you know, think the same, we need to celebrate that. And I think that's what's the beauty of being human is celebrating our differences and being kind. And you know what, something, Michael, don't confuse kindness with being nice. Because a lot of oh, people think, God, oh, yes. I'm just going to be nice. It's not nice to tell a lie. It's not nice to tell something that's not true. It's not nice to not hold people accountable. Holding someone accountable, telling them the truth, being honest, that's kind. It doesn't always feel good, but it's the kindest thing you can do. You're it's in a relationship you're not into, 
be kind and tell the truth and get out. It's nice to stay there and not hurt their feelings. It's not kind. I, oh my God, I love that. That's powerful. That's really true <laughs> because it, no, it's, it's really sage advice because one, they're, they're very different things. Yeah. I think a lot of people confuse the two. I'm going to be nice to someone today. No, don't be nice. Be kind. You can like give an extra tip, but how about give a tip and ask the waiter their name and say, Hey, Sarah, thank you for serving us today. Go a step further. Love that. So So let's bring it And if you see someone with food in their teeth, tell them. Goodness. I always do actually. I always do. Thank you. That's not nice to not say anything. It's kind to say, oh, you're not something you're You're right, exactly. Slice down. Be kind, people. <laughs> now let's bring it back to to real estate. I want you to give me three pieces of advice that you would give somebody entering the business today. The business is really very different right now, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. what you I mean you've you've been through the crisis. You've been through. You see it. So, what are three pieces of advice you would give someone? Okay. First of all, if you're just getting in, I would say have a significant savings. Make sure you have a cushion of savings. Don't spend all your money. Make sure you have savings because this business goes up, it goes down and just be smart, right? Um, I would say like, it's all about relationships. It's relationships are everything. Be authentic. Find out about your client. Get to know their anniversary, their birthday. Stay in touch with people you do a transaction. You just made the biggest transaction of their life. Don't just like hand them the keys and be gone. Stay in contact, yes. you know, find out about when their birthday is, send them a, how are things going? How's the house? I, I think authenticity and connectivity are so crucial in a world that can be so transactional, but mm. it, you know, real estate, you guys are making, we're making dreams come true to get your home as the biggest dream of life and make it easy on your the people you're creating the dreams for make the steps smaller try to sometimes you i love the story glenn tells he goes i he was charging a little more on his rates but he says he made the experience so seamless for the client that they were willing to pay the higher amount because the, the experience is of value a good deal is a state of mind so, so if you're doing something to someone and you're dragging them through this, calling them every five minutes. I need this document. I need this document. I need the, oh my God, they're going to go crazy. And they're not going to feel good about how much they save. They're going to be frustrated because of the transaction. Set your expectations ahead of time. This is what I'm going to need from you. These are the three phases. This is what I'm going to need over this transaction. Be prepared. I'm going to call you here. I'm going to call you for this. I'm going to call you for this. Set expectations. Humble servitude. Oh my God. That's what it is. Servant leadership too. I think being a leader means you serve others. You know, we're not working for, people don't work for us. They work with us. And being a servant leader is part of like appreciating who you surrounded yourself with and what they bring to the table. That is so, so true. And you know, and it's, that's that's actually the differentiator because we live in a world right now that has so much information at our fingertips. Nobody needs a real estate agent to sort of figure out what house does it get. They need you as the expert. They need you to be that trusted advisor. That trust, trust is there, everything. Right? Trust is everything. Something. I mean, I go find locally. What's that? Something you can't get from the internet is what right. they're paying for. I, I agree, and I think being a steward, having a servant leadership attitude in your community, find out the causes, find out the things that are happening in your community, get involved, show your face, be a good human, be a steward for kindness. Love it. 
Now so. you do this too. You're on this side of the seat too. And you actually are a podcast host. You have your own podcast, Friendsome and Bensome. I love that title, by the way. You know, it's it's awesome. my it's my three besties. My we bought we all worked at Channel Five in Los Angeles, KTLA. He was my producer. She is my she was a producer too. And um, he it's my we're all going through different things. He's a gay man trying to form a family. She is a divorced mother of two, and I'm a married mother of six combined. Yeah. Like we bring different things to the table. We wanted to call it like threesome and then some because we thought people would listen but we thought friend some and let's make it about friendship and midlife because we're all in the midlife space so there's so many things to celebrate and how friendships pull you through in different areas and how many forms friendships can take and getting you through every aspect of life so that was for that's the one I do with them and then I also do one with Glenn we co-host together called grit happens and it's really the, the the tools of what his success is and how he applies that in business and relationships and family and everything. So we, we have fun with that too. And then you get to see kind of the chemistry between us and the dynamic. <laughs> and you know, and, and you, you both are incredibly humble, but you have many famous friends and you actually bring them on to the show. And it's wonderful to really have those stories of that access with somebody and really understanding what their story was. Yeah. Because in I present. There's so many great stories. Every, you have a great story. Look at you setting records, breaking, be an outlier in your world and, and, and showing your amazing Latino self in being in spaces of power and influence. And really you're breaking records and setting an example for others to look up, inspire and move along and find areas to create their own success. I mean, I sit on the National Park Foundation Board of Directors. I am part of a committee that celebrates Latino heritage within the Park Foundation. There's a lot of sites in the United States alone that celebrate and preserve Latino history. It's important to remember how valuable those contributions were to the yeah. formation of our country. So, you know, we got a big voice. We got to get it out there and, and make sure it's heard and celebrate and lift others up. That's exactly it. So I have one final question for you, Mindy. Okay. In your book of life, <laughs> what is this chapter called? Oh my gosh, I've had so many. Well, it's not chapter 13, so that's a good thing. Um, fitting in my 50s, fitting into my 50s, like fitting into a jeans, fitting into my 50s, because that's Love where that. I am right now. And I'm, I'm, I am loving this phase. I can, you get into this groove, you're like, hey, this is who I am. There's no apologies here. 100%. This is who I am. And, and no one else is going to show up. Trust me, what you see here is what you're going to get later. So I'm there. I'm right there with you. I'm fitting into those 50s, too. <laughs> All right. Let's fit into those jeans together, Michael. <laughs> you take one pant leg, I'll pick the other. <laughs> oh my oh. God. Mindy Stearns, you are such a spirit. You oh. are such an amazing human being. And thank you for who you are. Thank you for oh. your leadership. Thank you for what you do for others. It is really amazing. And thank you for our friendship. I love the friendship that we're building. You are, I, as I said in the beginning, I, it's like you're pure sunshine. And every time I'm around you, I just can't help but smile. And I love being around you. And I'm going to see you next week, aren't I? In Vegas. I, oh, uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. EXP Con. I think That's it's it. exciting what we're doing with EXP. I think the, uh, Pine Landing coming together and creating I success. That. I mean, it's just the title speaks it all. I think we have great, we have, uh, you know, magic in a bottle here. It's a very special relationship. And, you know, you say all these nice things, but I mean, I think when you see beauty, you have it. You can't see it unless you possess it. So 
what you see in the world might be what you have inside. And if you're not seeing things look very well, then maybe you ought to look inside and clean up and polish a little bit. And I think your worldview will change. It is so very true. Mindy, thank you again. Ah, thank, thank you, you all Michael. of you for listening. This has been the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind with me, your host, Michael Valdez.